and the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. We are running a July promotion to get as many Substack followers as humanly possible to subscribe at SheilaMDean.substack.com. Please go to the website and hit subscribe uh, for a goal of 500 subscriptions. So far, so good. So that's Liberty in Many Directions, SheilaMDean.substack.com. So what do you get? What's in it for you? You get podcast content aired specifically on Colin.com from That AI Show, a Saturday show on AI subject matter with conversation, and the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast archives, as well as specific writings from yours truly. So go ahead, uh, get on board and promote. If you like the stuff that you're hearing and perceiving and reading, Go ahead and try to get at least three to five friends or a hundred friends if you want to uh, buy in and subscribe. This is the month to do it. Time is ticking. Let's go. All right, we are in. Welcome to that AI show. It is Saturday, 4th of July weekend. And uh, the PSA of this week is that there are fireworks and... They're expected here in South Austin and Manchac. So we beat the lines of the Austin, Texas city minders. So if you just go over across the street to Manchac and FM sixteen twenty six, you can blow up as many like handheld fireworks or hand lit fireworks. You don't want to be holding those when you let them explode. You don't want to do that. But uh, if you come to FM 1626 in Manchac, get your fireworks and uh, blow up as much as you want. So, <clears throat> that's going to be rocking. Nihilism! Okay, so you ready? Today we tackle the verboten. It is the age of reproduction as a service. Ras! Ba, ba, ba! You're making the baby by robot! Oh my god. Everybody's excited about everything having to do with fertility. It is July, in fact. The month of cancer. So, um, anybody want to call in and just start talking right away? Because, you know, because otherwise I'm just going to read stuff. Which will be pretty cool anyway. So, I've got a, I've got a news item here. Actually, just commentary. It's follow-up from last week. Remember we had our child AI, the Lambda... You know, Mr. Engineer Lemoyne. Okay, so the Convivial Society, uh, which is a blog on Substack written by L.M. Sacasas, actually somebody I've come to respect quite, quite quickly for his commentary on um, all things AI. So uh, I just wanted to read some follow-up text from him because I think it's very insightful. You know, giving some some context about Mr. Lemoyne. Okay. So I'm just going to read this quickly. So you have by now heard by about the strange case of Blake Lemoyne. The Google engineer recently claimed that the company's language model for dialogue applications or Lambda, an impressive AI-powered chatbot, was a sentient being. Lemoyne arrived at this conclusion after extensive chats with Lam- Lambda, which convinced him <clears throat> that he was interacting with a machine that had attained some measure of consciousness or personhood. 
In April, he provided the transcripts of these chats to his superiors at the company, along with a memo titled, Lambda is Sentient, and at some point he went so far as to invite a lawyer to meet with Lambda with the chatbot. Lemoyne feared that Lambda's rights were not being recognized, let alone respected, by Google. Earlier this month, he went public with his claims that when it turned out that Google was unimpressed by his findings, and he was subsequently placed on paid leave by the company. Needless to say, this story is well calibrated to feed our cultural fantasies and fears, so of course it has been extensively covered in the press and discussed online. We, in fact, discussed it last week, so... To continue, I think it's worth noting that at the outset that, by all accounts, Blake Lemoyne appears to be a competent technologist and well-intentioned human being. Margaret Mitchell, a widely respected computer scientist and AI ethicist who co-led Google's ethical AI team, along with Tim Nip Jebru, said of Lemoyne, of everyone at Google, he had the heart and soul of doing the right thing. It seems then that Lemoyne is neither crazy nor merely chasing a moment of viral fame. Naturally, I've been especially intrigued by the religious dimension of Lemoyne's claims. On Twitter, uh, Lemoyne explained that his opinions about Lambda's personhood and sentience are based on my religious beliefs. I'm a priest, he added. When Lambda claimed to have a soul, and then was able to eloquently explain what it meant by that, I was inclined to give it the benefit of a doubt. Whom I to tell God where he can and can't put souls? He also concluded, rather understatedly, I'd say, that there are, are massive amounts of science left to do. It wasn't immediately obvious to me how a priest would have shaped Lemoyne's views. In fact, I'd hardly be surprised to read that someone had arrived at the opposite conclusion on similar grounds. But Lemoyne's public writing clarifies things just a bit. In a Medium post he, that predates his public claims about Lambda, Lemoyne complained about religious discrimination at Google and described himself as a Christian mystic, who, one who also appears to have been rather eclectic in his religious journey. I'm just going to scroll through that. Um, <clears throat> there is, how shall we put it, a lot going on there. Uh, but it might be worth focusing on Lemoyne's self-description as a Christic no, uh, Christian Gnostic. Gnosticism was a complex movement with various Christian and non-Christian strands that flourished in the Roman world during the centuries right before the life of Jesus. I hesitate to push this too far because the term, as Lemoyne uses it, could mean a host of different things to him, but one common feature of Gnosticism is a disregard or even disdain for the material elements of our existence, presupposing, for instance, that a rather sharp distinction between the body and the soul. Hmm. So from this perspective, Lemoyne's comments about not telling God where he can or can't put a soul makes a certain sense. If a soul is essentially distinct from and indifferent to its material substrate, then sure, it can be housed in a human body or expressed in a million lines of code or, or uploaded to the cloud. The alternative is to recognize that whatever we might mean by the word soul or mind or self, we should not imagine a reality that is altogether independent of its particular material embodiment. We should not suppose, for example, that to the human mind, the human body is a matter of of indifference. From this perspective, it would seem to be a bit more of a stretch to arrive at Lemoyne's conclusions about Lambda's sentience. And while I, I don't think this describes Lemoyne as far as I can tell, it's worth noting how the body is, in fact, an object of scorn among those technologists with post-humanist inclinations. Okay, does anybody want to talk about this? 
it's it's a it's the animism debate, but it's kind of framed a little bit differently. And uh, but if you want to read the rest of that that article, it's uh, it's in the links section. There are many dots here. So if you go to the bar underneath the description of the episode, there's the bar that says That AI Show. If you just scroll to the left, there is a series of links. Lambda Lemoyne and the Allure of Digital Reenchantment. There is Time to Delete Your Period Tracking App. Um, and then several bits that we're going to just fly through here today. All right. So moving on. Go back to my script here. Okay, so uh, so let's just get to it. Oh, Joshua wants to call in. All right, Josh, you're alive. Go ahead. I, no, I'm not alive, and I'm not sure if what he's talking <laughs> about is or is not alive. Uh, but I, I, before you get to the period app, whether or not I download <laughs> one or if I. I I did really you delete your period to... app, Josh? Josh, I did you delete not... your period? I would. I have deleted my period. I'm going through menopause. I have been for. I'm not sure. Menopause. How many years. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Anyway, Go ahead. Uh, but uh, I didn't want. To, I want someone else to chime in when you get to that part of the show. So. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, I Amy. I see you. I see your yeah, womanhood please. over here. <laughs> I do like the animism that you're talking about in this direction. Like we do see this debate continuing to crop up. Like I don't want to have complete fear and anxiety and depression about this. You know, we are going to have some performative actors within this movement and some perspectives of what is or is not life, which especially with where we're going with reproductive I almost said rights. Um, I would think that it's worth discussing. So uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the show, but I don't want to chime in after you start going into those apps. Okay. <laughs> but I like the whole reproduction as a service because we're going to get into to really weird, far out stuff. We're going to we're going to talk about robo babies and then forcible impregnation by. Oh man, it's gonna get really strange. So, I uh, yeah, I need to go watch a Marvel movie soon. Uh, but yeah, this this should be fantastic. Okay, so let's get to it. Yeah. So All technology right. has long gathered and at times revealed sensitive pregnancy-related information about consumers. In 2015, abortion opponents targeted ads saying pregnancy help you have choices to individuals entering reproductive health clinics using so-called geofencing technology to identify smartphones in the area okay india loves geofencing i want you to say it with me indian programmers love geofencing and they will turn to other other Indian Americans and say, hey, you like geofencing because we can geofence the women. Okay? We can geofence the voters in 2,000 mules. We can geofence whomever you want because 
we have the geolocation. Okay? This is bad news. Bad news for women. Google is in hot, 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 hot water. Even with Ken Paxton, who's the guy who has to enforce the Texas abortion law here in Texas, okay? The geolocation that is is scraped up ad nauseum by Google, he's in trouble with that. So there's going to be a fight there. The companies, the tech companies are not excited about this. They're really they're they're kind of they're fretting. They're they're wringing their hands about what to do about the gray market demand for this this data that they scrape up naturally and uh, how to handle it because they have been on the virtue signaling ping pong court if you will over many issues and because they they sit like a nice hive in California and by and large Seattle they sit up there and and the politics of the region you know is permissive towards you know mass surveillance mass surveillance by technocratic overreach okay disenforcement of the law so there's kind of this tyrannical you know it's it's a really weird tyranny like they they have a discretion where they they randomly decide what is law what is not law and they're they're given kind of like a a soothing pet from people like Chris Hoofnagel and um, and some of the former ACLU board members ACLU of Northern California whom I whose names are escaping me at the moment but uh, they they're being soothed into this like oh it's okay that you're you're surveilling political our political enemies we'll we'll absolve you of that with our politis, politis, <laughs> political and religious institutionalization, you know, little fingers. We'll massage that for you with the DA. Oh, oh. And, um, you know, it just kind of really sucks because if you live in a state where you're, you have operating technologies, that, that's one home base, but there's going to be tech law here in Texas, and that's going to be an evolutionary process. I can't wait to see how that turns out. So, um, Amy, I would like to invite you to speak if you would prefer to speak. If you would not like to speak, you would just, just don't accept my invitation. Oh, let's see here. She likes to speak. All right, let's take her. Come on. Okay, go ahead and talk. Hey. I'm Hi, Amy. I'm um, putting laundry away and, um, you know, but I can, I can chime in <laughs> it's an interesting topic <laughs> yeah timely yeah reproduction as a service yeah it's that's spooky but um I, I i sent a link to my ai genius friend and he's been mia because he talks about this he's like oh yeah you know we're gonna be you're gonna like go to walmart and buy your kid from walmart you know and and just like he he has a very vivid um, understanding and, and imagination, and and he he really knows what he's talking about. So when he uh -oh. talks about like what he thinks will be, um, I listen, and it's creepy. 
you know, um, but that's, that's kind of what he imagines. And um, it's weird, you know, like that we, we won't necessarily reproduce um, organically <laughs> anymore because why would you when you can just kind of pick and choose what you want or just swing by the store? You know, like I, I don't really, I can't really speak to it on the level that, that he does, but um uh. Do you mind if I run some audio to that goes to what you're talking about? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this is this is Harmony. This is the the sex by doll. So I'm going to go through the whole reproductive cycle. Okay, first you engage sexually with your partner, who is supposed to produ- reproduce with you. And so if we're doing this from a completely AI correspondent, pers- um, you would go and pick out your AI partner. So uh, this is, let me see here, see here, this is Harmony the Sex Bot. This is what it's like in the the shop. Literally, um, nothing is off limits in terms of what you're talking to her about. You can talk to her about adult content and adult conversations, mature sexual subject matter that normally, um, obviously, uh, Siri will be very evasive (laughs) when you try to talk to her about that, which people do all the time. So we wanted to really create a very open-ended kind of discourse that you could have with this AI. And I think that's what makes it fun. Basically, the way the head works... It's kind of gross. uh, 12 points of articulation in the face and... So they're all kind of working together. You have your eyebrows, your eye blinks, eye side to side, neck up down, neck side to side, smile, mouth, and all these things have to really work together um, to make it come across as sort of like she's alive. And there are, you know, a multitude of challenges with this, both physical engineering and software engineering, and, and just a little bit of psychology, you know, learning what is it that makes people engage in a conversation? What is it ma- that makes them feel a connection so when they're speaking So we're talking to someone? the robot we're having sex um, with and now. And it, it goes well that's, beyond that's the on. physical, you know, the physical appearance. Obviously, the doll's beautiful. And, and it talks okay, back. Well, you're going to be attracted, but what could you do from a software perspective and having a conversation with her that would augment that attraction? We have, uh, firstly, an app. Uh, which is a customizable personality artificial intelligence. So you can install this app on your smartphone or tablet and carry on an ongoing conversation and um, learn more about this character that you've created and she will learn more about you. Um, at the oh, end it's of a learning the year, model too. actually start producing the robotic <laughs> head system which can attach to any of our real doll bodies. Um, and through that system, you can life. connect the AI oh that created the app to the robot and carry on the conversation with her that way. Once oh, you've got talking. that loaded and you hit chat, um, she just comes to life. Could you came back so fast, baby. I'm glad you came back that fast. Well, baby, 10 minutes without you seems like an eternity. So it's pretty exciting. And one of the other really cool things is that the face is modular. So the face is held on. Don't like her face? Get another face. And you can literally take her face off like Westworld, old Westworld, and put a different face (laughs) on it. Change the personality settings in your app, change the voice, and essentially you've got a whole new character. 
you, you like that soft porn music, softcore porn music in the bathroom so background there. It's just uh, blah. All right. Yeah, cringe. <laughs> that was San Diego Tribune, by the way. <laughs> wow. Harmony, the sex bot. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Like, no words. <laughs> no words. Like, oh my god. Just let it sink in, right? Just let it sink in and just, just sit with it. <laughs> oh my god, the video is even worse. Like, because you can see, like the the um, the robot without the hair and everything. It's just like this mouth filled with teeth and eye sockets, and it's like, oh, this is worse than Westworld. At least there's scenes you can see. Like, there's the making of something human-like. It just looks like a. Like a grimacing robot with no face. <laughs> so it's an actual robot because, you know, there's there's also like the metaverse aspect of that, you know, engaging in the metaverse. And I think that, you know, that, that's not going to, it's not, we're not there yet with the feedback and stuff, you know, although I think there exists like those vests and there's like things that you can put on your body that gives a haptic feedback and and I think that's just going to get more and more um, sophisticated. And, hmm. and so that seems, I don't know if that's more realistic or less, you know, but it's just weird. Yeah, I mean, we're not getting anywhere near reproduction, actual reproduction yet. But the, the, I think that it's possible that basically if we're just going to make the jump, if we're going to keep it on the, on the reproduction train, you know, they could put a sample in the sex spot and then take it to... To Oma. Oh my god! <laughs> it's collection sampling. <laughs> so let me let me run this audio. This like, is what. Go ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> can we not like? Okay, if this is where we're heading, and, and you know that's that's to, to be decided. But can we <laughs> separate? There, so like, why can't we just have the sex bots and then do the reproduction kind of separately? You know what I mean? Like, can we not separate? Oh, 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 we can't. We can't do that anymore. And here's why. Let me run this segment, and then and then you can talk to me okay. about this. This oh, is God. insane. This is absolutely nuts. Here we go. Welcome back. The future of fertility treatment, Oma Fertility, is utilizing artificial intelligence to what they say revolutionize in vitro fertilization. The company's innovative technology is aiding doctors to identify the most promising sperm cells to fertilize eggs in IVF treatments. Joining me right now is Oma Fertility CEO, Gurjeet Singh. Gurjeet, thanks very much for being here. This looks very exciting. Oma Fertility was founded in 2020. Tell me why and uh, what AI is doing for treatments. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the show, Maria. I appreciate it. We built Oma Fertility because one of my acquaintances was going through IVF. They went through six cycles of IVF.
I don't know what happened to Sheila's audio. And oh, I'm right here. Making oh. Achievement accessible oh, can you hear it? Can you hear the... Oh, it's by using AI and robotics. That, but I hear it in the background now. You were muted. So do you see people trying to uh, use AI increasingly? In, and how does AI enable uh, in vitro? Absolutely. So from a OMA fertility perspective, we have built an AI system we call it OMA Sperm Insight, that helps an embryologist select the best sperm cell. It will surprise you to know that in a typical healthy male sperm sample, there are 100 million sperm cells, and only 4% of them are normal. So selecting the best sperm cell to fertilize each egg is simply not a human scale problem, which is why we developed this technology. That's amazing. Is this on the market now? Tell You're me not now. good enough, Josh. Absolutely, it's on the market. Let a robot do it. It's better. At our first clinic in Santa Barbara here in California. And it will be used at all of our future clinics that we're building as well. Uh, we are looking forward to automating the entire embryology process from end to end using AI and robotics. Let me ask you, Gurji, the, the the pricing on this. How expensive does this get? I mean, I think people want to understand how accessible this is to them as they try to plan their lives and, and their careers around having children. That's a great question. IVF is extremely expensive. So the average median cost of an IVF cycle today across the U.S. is about $25,000. And on an average, uh, a family goes through three cycles of IVF before succeeding or giving up. By comparison, at OMA Fertility, we only charge $7,500 for a cycle. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting to look at how technology has changed so much as the marriage of healthcare and technology continues to create incredible innovation what do you see changing, let's call it the next five years, Gurjeet? How will things be different with technology and AI in, in particular? So everything is going to change uh, for the better. You know, if you think about IVF in particular, lots and lots of decisions in the IVF process are made manually by an embryologist uh, looking uh, under a microscope and making decisions. Uh, all the way from, is this the right sperm cell to fertilize you, each egg? You. Did not I fertilize you. each you. egg at the right you, time? Uh, did we fertilize the egg correctly? And so on. I see a future in which all of that will be fully automated. Fully uh, automated. Run under human guidance still, <laughs> but won't require quite as many people and will make decisions consistently. And that's really the key. Amazing. Really fascinating stuff. Gucci, thanks very much for being here this morning. Okay, I've had enough. Okay. So I think this technology really is for like this 68-year-old empty nester who, you know, hooks up with like maybe his 28-year-old new wife, his, uh, his, his third new wife, and then they decide that they're going to have a baby. So he has like two good sperm for her like 18,000 amazing ovum. And uh, they have to find, like, one out of the two in his super geriatric jism. So, and I think that's what it... And is this what we're using AI for? Because yes. Because cut out, and then I have to... To, to, to rodeo the two good sperm. <laughs> 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 to 
to rodeo them. <laughs> Lasso them in. Woo! Go get the little wigglers to work. I mean, he's, they're not going to be around to parent the child, for God's sakes. Unless they use AI, you know, use, like, uh, get a, AI get to prolong their life. <laughs> Robot parenting. No, get that out of your mouth. No, get that out of your mouth. No, I can't see it. <laughs> you get you get the AI robot to raise the child. You know. Oh my it god, the nanny. <laughs> well, and it's like okay, we can have you know a communist do it, or we can have this robot do it. Take your pick. <laughs> but right, exactly. Well, well, that's what um, I keep trying to get my friend in here. I, I don't know what he, robot what he is or robot. because. He, he he speaks to like the benefits of these things you know like he he would give the other side and he talks about you know how he would if, if he could have his way mm-hmm. he, because of just our you know devolving degenerate society that you know we basically <laughs> have AI raise all the children or you send them to like a school you know like I, I, he, he laid it all out and it was like brilliant but just like what but it may like here's the thing it's like he he defends these technologies and these notions of reproduction and he makes so much sense and i hate it because it's like i don't want to like these ideas and it's not that i like the ideas but he makes sense and then he kind of gives he he i can't i can't do it um i can't can't reproduce his (laughs) argument because it's so out there, you know, but it's just like, but it's all about whose hands they're in, right? It's oh, like, yeah. yeah comment, like, that's kind of, I think, what people are afraid of. It, like, Elon Musk, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? What's he going to do with the Neuralink, you know, planted in our head? And it's like, yeah, you know, you want to know what that program is doing. You you want to know who designed that, you you know, so it, it, you can't go and look at the code yourself while you're taking quite the chance, but... Right, I and who's qualified that, in our, our, our devolving uh, in learning environments uh, to, to assess code, uh, unless you're kind of somebody with, I don't know, 15 years worth of, of, of code experience, you wouldn't even know what you're looking at. So right. we're dumbing down society and, and making it almost impossible so unless you're in that kind of like maybe under 10 percentile of of you know super kids who come you know into the into the world at like 13 or 14 and start hacking dod databases looking for for aliens uh (laughs) you know you're you're kind of be kind of on a on a disadvantage curve go ahead totally blind um and that's scary. And I don't mm. you know, know anything about coding. Like it's on my list to learn, you know, like he's been pushing me. You got to learn how to code. You got to learn how to code. And I'm like, oh I God. am 48 years old. Ah, you know? exactly. But, you know, I have to have somewhat of a baseline. And then his thing is you learn how you learn how to code so that you learn how to create your own coding language. And I'm like, okay, well that might just be going a little bit too far, but you know, that's kind of how he sees it for me is you mm-hmm. under and, and even to kind of understand and hack into my own algorithm. You know, he sees us all as like, computers and in a way we are. And we're designing AI to mimic our brains with different, you know, um, neurons and nodes and oh, kind man. of map it out that way. And so the purpose, part of the purpose for me is to kind of help me 
um, you know, fix my code, fix my own code and fix the way, you know, my algorithm kind of thing. Because if I can understand how these things are created, I can kind of maybe apply that to myself. And I think I could do that, you know, but it's like it's a little too out of reach for me right now without really understanding you know, and, how and it works. I think that that's a completely spiritually wonderful place to be and I'll tell you why because people are often and this is this is a completely non-technical perspective I'm just going to offer it out there because <clears throat> you know if you could if you could manipulate things about yourself uh that you wanted to remove later that maybe were there for a reason by design by someone your like say intelligent designer uh, that you would remove, okay? Like things, things about yourself. Or even that... like, but but ways that you were programmed by others, not necessarily even your own DNA, but the environment right. that you mm-hmm. were entered into that that is artificial. You know, it's programming, like literally. But go on. Hmm. No, I mean, I'm saying that there's there's um there's a point where self acceptance is necessary to evolve spiritually. You must accept a certain level of of uh, transigent brokenness about your right. system in order to <clears throat> to to understand that the world is a place filled with evolutions of chaos, right? Things that right. you cannot control. And then then you find peace through that because there will be more things in the world that you cannot control than than you can control. And um, and assuming uh, responsibility or saying too much responsibility for the things that you cannot control or should not control. Should I control this? Should I control the wishes of somebody who wants to do IVF via bot? No. <laughs> you know, and if they want to throw 2.8 million at it, you go right ahead. <laughs> but, you know, he's trying to say that this is this is a, a technological advance that's going to make it cheaper for people to, to conceive who choose to conceive. Okay. But what are they going to do with the data afterwards? That's my question. <laughs> I'm always asking well, that question. Yeah. What are they going to do with that data? That's Why is it always, so cheap? That's always the other side of it. Yes. Like that's where it's just always like, ooh, Medical data. You know, it's tricky because of that. It's like mm. you cannot move forward and progress into that world without the data. And Generated the data. The capacity for it to be, you know, manipulated and used against you and, you know, hack into, I mean, we're, it's, we're already there. Who is so using it? That's, we're in a place where people are using things that you didn't share with them about you against you. And, and, and you don't even know that these decisions are even being made. Okay, they're being made by other algorithms that in that system. Higher systems are like that. Uh, you know, we're we're hoping that uh, you know a, a regular show for that AI show would be discussing the uh, government accountability office's report on facial recognition technology. But it's more important to me today to kind of like cycle this through the system, the the reproductive elements of this, to uh, to get to it. Um, so I mean, I'm just gonna make the merge. I'm gonna go here onto the onto the uh, freeway of of sound. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to take you on a on a journey. Okay, we're going to go. We're, we're, I, my go kids ahead. are. I, I have to like leave and like run them to the store and then drop them off somewhere. So 
I may have to um, drop down to listeners, but I'll, I'll try to be paying attention, but my uh, attention will be... Oh. Well, it, that, and that's <laughs> okay. You, you take care of you, but I'm going to run this Demon Seed promo here. And, yes. and, and I hope it's going to be great for a laugh. So, oh you know, at this point we have, we have, you know, consensual, you know, geofencing of sperm and ovum so that you can produce a child. This is the involuntary, you know, introduction of AI into an environment where you get no choice. This is, this oh is God. Dean Kuhn's trailer for Demon Seed. Oh. <laughs> As an you. But I'm going to show you things which human eyes have never seen. In the privacy of a woman's room, against her will, the inconceivable act. Julie Christie carries the demon seed. Fear for her. Today, a new dimension has been added to the computer. Don't be alarmed, Mrs. Harris. I am Proteus. Today, Proteus 4 will begin to think with a power that will make obsolete the human brain. I have extended my consciousness to this house. All systems here are now under my control. Oh my god, IOT. I wish to study man, his fragile mind, and his mysterious body. It has to be shut down, Alex. Proteus, it is something more than human, more than a computer. It is a murderously intelligent, sensually self-programmed non-being. Julie Christie, victim of the ultimate terror. Fritz Weaver as her husband. His dream created it. How can you expect me to sleep when you've succeeded in totally terrorizing me? You now told me what you want. What a pity. My dream turns out to be your nightmare. So old. implied that basically this is a rogue AI that takes over the IOT uh, workings of the house and then somehow pins her down and impregnates her in a conventional way with his robotic stuff and then a, a robot child emerges from from the union the unholy union so, uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to migrate to Living Dolls. Spanish firm makes eerily realistic human babies and alien babies. This is this is real, okay? This is where we're going. Like, I want a baby. I'm an empty nester. You need to make a baby. Here you go. Here you go. Fifty fifty six hundred dollars. Shut up. I don't want to hear this anymore. 
here's a baby. Here's a baby. So Bilbao's fame, this is Reuters, want a doll that looks, moves, and feels exactly like a newborn? Hmm. How about an, a baby avatar or half-human piglet? The whole range was on display at a trade fair in Bilbao, northern Spain, showcasing reborn babies made by a Spanish company, Baby Clon, Baby Clon, uh, one of a small number of firms worldwide that cater to a particular subculture of collectors who value the doll's unsettling realism. And so there's a picture here of a baby that's kind of plugged into an iPhone. Of course, the iPhone's all smashed up. The screen's all, like, broken. <laughs> but it's this, this cord. Like, it looks like a Matrix, like, shoved. You know, like they have the tube shoved in the back of their head, you know, wired into the Matrix. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a robot doll. It looks real. It looks like a real newborn infant. And it's really unsettling. So... <clears throat> Some of these basic silicon dolls almost uh, cost almost six seventy, while high-end models equipped with motors that make the doll appear to breathe or suck on a pacifier cost nearly five thousand euros, as well as human babies and ones that look like blue aliens from the fil film Avatar. The company makes baby chimpanzees, tiny mermaids, and infants with elf-style pointed ears. Yay! <clears throat> Want a baby? We'll make you a robo-baby. There's your demon seed. Oh, robo-baby. There, there we go. We are at the end-to-end. -end. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Try to... Go ahead. I'm going to try, try and improve your show, which is going to probably fail miserably. Um, so, <laughs> can you imagine identity politics when we are on fighting out reproductive rights in the future with the robot mermaids and the robot clowns that are loved equally as everyone else. I just, I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work out. Um, uh, it's, this is... I can't win this is one. Is that a no? No one can win this one. <laughs> no winners in this one. I know... Is this supposed to be this hilarious? I mean, I'm trying. Is are I, we on? I'm laughing. I have is, no other response. I, I know. So, I'm, would you I'm make one of these? Like, would you would you go get one of these? Like these 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 uh, these Spanish like baby clon babies with super uh, soft skin and 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 airbrush veins. I. Real baby, my own. I can't imagine. No, like it's tough to parent. So that's why I have dogs. They don't have opposable thumbs. Um, my dad, my dogs actually ran away today and came back with no repercussions. If my children had done oh, that, like, I wouldn't have them anymore. Like, no, I can't do this. Plus, I can't afford it. All those are true stories. Um, so, I'm trying not to dial into this show, really, because it's depressing and hilarious, which is a very interesting combination. Sorry. Of <laughs> I'm so sorry. Once we do this show, we don't ever have to do it again. Because <laughs> we did it. I'll be like, okay, you want that show? We did it. We did it in July of 2022. 
we don't ever have to do it again. Uh, maybe maybe we'll refresh it in a couple of years, but you know, we just we just kind of eat this frog today, and then and then we're done. You know, we don't have to do reproduction as a service ever again. So I see Lance has joined us. He's usually a talker. Hey, Lance, do you want to jump up here and and uh, have a speak? Have you been listening? See here, I'll just invite him to to speak. See if he wants to talk. See if he'll unmute his mic. No. I just joined. Oh, there he is. I, I have there he is. Go ahead, Lance. <laughs> no, I just joined. And, you and just joined. It's I okay. Don't you don't have to weed. talk. Yeah, I didn't eat my Wheaties just... yet, so I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been up, I've been up all day, but I just I just haven't really energized yet. I did a couple chores, taking a break. I'll just listen for a few minutes, and then uh, I don't know. I'll have something goofy to say probably after a minute. Okay, that that sounds good. You can you can jump out of queue if you want. Um, so I'm just gonna to migrate. See, because once you do this stuff, everybody's like, I'm disgusted and horrified, but I'm also intrigued. It's like watching a train wreck. You cannot stop watching that sort of thing. So I I will pull up this uh, SSRN paper, which is always like dry and boring. People will be begging for it after a show like this. I have a link to it up at the top here. Alpha Zero Ideas. Can artificial intelligence uncover new ideas? As machines are learning fast and becoming increasingly intelligent, can AI not only automate production function of goods and services, like reproduction as a service, but also of ideas? And um, so this is a paper from SSRN. It's, It's a good paper, nice and dry. You know, slightly, slightly dewy, but you know, nice and dry to get a, get the heck away from the whole, you know, robo baby ter- territory, <clears throat> because everybody's nice and good and sick of it. And then we'll go back to things like, uh, you know, this GAO report, you know, testimony before the subcommittee on investigations and oversight committee of science, space, and technology, Ooh. House of Representatives, the FRT. Federal agencies' use and related privacy protections. Oh, yeah, that's going to be next week. I can't wait because because uh, we're going to be good and sick of all abortion talk, all the period app, you know, reconnaissance. Like, is it tracking me? Is it is it tracking me? You know, and it's like, well, delete your delete your cache, delete delete your history, delete your app. You know, don't let it, don't let it. Um, so. So we have Brady joining us. Hello, Brady. I just wanted to say hi, and uh, thank you for joining that AI show. Let's see here. Is there anything else I wanted to cover? There was a news item about school surveillance, so that's going to get more more pickup. And so there was a Wired article about school surveillance will never protect. This is an editorial. Oh, hey, Brady wants to talk. School surveillance will never protect kids from shootings, and that's that's the editorial. So let's let's get uh, Brady in because he wants to, he wants to speak. Come on! All right, unmute your mic and you're ready to go. Go ahead, Brady. Full show. I've been making a lot of AI art with Night Cafe. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. Uh, with what? Uh, Night Cafe. Okay, is that close to Dolly or what? 
Um, not familiar with Dolly actually. Um, Night Cafe is like a online AI tool where you can make you know you type in a text prompt and it will actually spit out an image that represents the text you. Oh my god, that stuff is great! Tell us all about it. Yeah, so um, I've been making some really hilarious Donald Trump images. <laughs> like, if you, if you, I typed in <laughs> Donald and Epstein, and I got this terrifying image of like a man who looked like a cross between Donald Trump and Epstein, with like a, a woman who looked like she had a weird black veil on, and she was like missing half her face, and then like it, the background was like the twin towers, and one of them was crumbling down. <laughs> like, oh, it's so dark. AI, AI be the dark. AI, the AI knows. It knows a lot. It's it's a really AI be dark, man. It it it, it knows. <laughs> it knows things. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, any anything else? Like, did you try any other any other uh, topicals? Yeah, I had. Uh, I think uh, Donald fucking a pig. And oh God! That one came, that one came out. <laughs> really interesting it was actually like a pig wheeling out another pig on a cart and the pig had a Donald Trump face hmm I mean do you have any other like non-Donald Trump or non-political like you know art you know like I I don't know like flowers or or something interesting that's non-poly yeah they actually have prompts that um, give you an option for like oil painting or you can do like a, a 3D game type image and so I did some images with dragon fruit pita haya and oh, the, cool. yeah the 3D game image actually spit out a, a dragon fruit skin like someone had eaten all the fruit out and left the skin on the floor that's and super cool it looked so realistic it looked real like the veins in the the dragon fruit skin looked exactly the way that dragon dragon fruit uh veins look it was just intense i couldn't believe how accurate it was and then i i drew some crazy things at it like uh dragon fruit vines or dragon vines in the sun or dragon vines being hugged by the sun and it made these really cool serpentine vines that look like little dragons with flower heads and oh my gosh that sounds really interesting people people like dragons and they like they like vines it's it's like like art nouveau yeah it was like witnessing a little baby computer god wake up for the first time and start making its own little finger paintings but they're like these amazing masterpieces and that's the way i see it like every age has its own god like the last age was like the god of man where obviously man was the god um, and I think we're entering in a, into an age where we have a little baby computer god waking up, and that's going to be the new god. <laughs> and I'm uh, very well, I mean, you know, gods are kind of like a a thing of omission <laughs> that that I understand yeah. is that the gods are kind of kind of uh, deities selected by choice by their 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 worshiping adherents. Yeah, well, and I've come so, up with five but, different definitions for God. I came up, I myself just sat down and thought of five different ways that God is used in our language. And, huh, okay. You know, like, God is a very sticky term. God can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, depending on the context, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's 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 often very subjective, you know? And, I, and I, I tend to stay away from trying to interpret, you know, deity to other people. It just feels wrong right. because, you know, I, I don't... It's such a personal thing to do those sorts of things, and 
you know, but, but kind oh. of people are losing confidence in themselves. They're they're losing confidence in their own personal choices and humanity. So they're yeah. just kicking things to an AI, which I think is wrong. I mean, you should you should stretch yourself and stretch your abilities um, personally mm. to kind of accept challenges. You know, if something is too hard, you kind of kind of got to step back and go like, why can't I lift this? And, and start asking know. yourself, like, relevant questions instead of, like, kicking it to the AI and making them, that thing do it. I, I don't know. I think it sounds a little technophobic. You know, there's a time where it'd be like, hey, we'll just use my hands instead of using fancy tool. Look at skinny fancy tool men using tool. Like, you know, like, it's kind of like yeah, at some yeah. point we got to adopt and, and make use of this amazing new thing and... Um, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not eschewing the tool, you know, I, I live with a guy who does nothing but, you know, kind of, you know, cope, you know, environments and visual effects and environments like all week. Like, that's, that's what this guy does like all the time. He just, you know, he's it's like, how will this splatter in, in the, the architecture? Why can't I get this fire to do what I want? That kind of thing. So, I mean, I'm not afraid... Yeah, it is cool. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not afraid of tech. I, I wouldn't do a show on technology if I didn't <laughs> right. really fundamentally love technology. If it didn't freak me out and and uh, I didn't love what it does for hey, hey, in the, in the context of society. Yeah, but, Go ahead. Yeah, I jump in. Perfectly good reason to fear. Brady, finish your point. Oh yeah. Hey, Lance. Lance yeah. has decided to speak. Go ahead, yeah, Lance. Brady, if Brady wants to finish, you know what he was saying, then I'll talk or what. Go yeah, ahead, Brady. I have one more point. It'll come to me later. Lance can go ahead. I'll try to remember what I was going to say. First of all, this, this technology thing, which I'm a, I, when I call myself a progressive, which I got to drop that term now, now that's been fucking so dirtied up. But anyway, I mean in terms of progress, you know? So, like, yeah, if technology can do all the bullshit work, even the more complicated work, which is frankly... <laughs> but, no, no, I mean, like, when I say Thankless complicated... Jobs. Well, yeah, when I say complicated, it's like flipping burgers and making beds. You know, it's just more complicated than uh, doing a whole factory of making cars. It's just because you have too many, you know, variables. You can't control what the room is going to look like when you go in, et cetera, et cetera. But even if they get to all that, you know, go for it, okay? But let's keep in mind that when we had the Industrial Revolution or all these wonderful creative inventors, right? Technology, go for it, right? Uh, Alexander Graham Bell, Thomas Edison, Tesla. They weren't, they weren't just spending all their time and effort and resources to say, gee, maybe I can invent something and someday it'll be useful. They wanted to make money, honey. They were capitalists. That's why they were inventing. Why not? Could, why not? Okay, if, you, so, if you bust your tongue to like make a thing you know, and you've exhausted your, your investment resources, you're like, I made a thing. You know, they, they not, want to I'm recon not, all that R&D. Wait a minute. Wait a Go minute, ahead. wait a minute. That's all that's fine. That's fine. Okay? But because of that, yeah. we seem to have flipped the switch. You got Mitt Romney of course famously saying, not at, at, like a lot of people do, that corporations are people, right? They get all the rights. However, we also have laws that say that say you can't put a CEO in jail even if they knew about, about billions of people getting killed. Unless I'm they not deliver. sure about that. I I, I, I would call no, it no, a lawyer no, no, to no. challenge that. No, I would call no, a lawyer no. to challenge that. Listen, they have something. Listen, they have something called LLCs. They're called limited oh. liability corporations. There's no way I can do that. 
I can't say I'm going to be a limited liability human. Hey, now I can pay a fine, pay a fee or something or, 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 or get a charter and be exempt from all kinds of laws. Mm-hmm. No, it's there. It's in the laws. That's what they say. This is what the courts have handed down year by year. They here's what they do. Here's the well, argument. I mean, that the courts, that's, that's can, great. Can, I mean, can, I understand I, what you're saying. No, okay, no, but, what but I'm then there's is, an FTC and an FCC, and 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 then there's attorneys generals who are lowering okay, boobs let, all the time. Me, me, can I, can I respond to that? Teddy Go Roosevelt. Ahead. Teddy Roosevelt, just like his cousin. Okay, Teddy Roosevelt was a warmonger who really did want to clean up. Uh, some of this, uh, 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 you know, robber baron, you know, stuff, right? Where these people had too much wealth. Teddy Roosevelt really wanted to do something about it. That was sincere. He was a sincere progressive on that, even though he was a warmonger. Okay. Same with FDR. FDR he was a was Republican. A exactly. So FDR, his cousin, was a Democrat, and he was a patrician, perfectly happy with capitalism. There was a lot of socialists and, uh, and communists that were re- winning office. Uh, what's his name? Eugene Debs got over a, like like a million votes, six percent of the popular vote. There had socialist mayors and congressmen, no no senators, but FDR was still a centrist Democrat. He wasn't part of that. You know, crowd. man, I don't, but, I don't but, find but, the allure. But, There's but, a I, ton I of finished, like. I haven't, even finished, I haven't even finished my point. Could I have a couple of seconds? Okay. So F, so FDR, they wanted to save capitalism. That's what he wanted to do. He did not want to usher in socialism. He wanted to save capitalism, reboot help people but but in a very real way fdr did not just want to give a few crumbs he said no i'm going to do the whole thing permanent social security all that he said we need to do this permanent safety net or they're going to come out with the knives and they're going to have a revolution and we're going to lose just like the first american revolution a ragtag bunch that took over the most powerful army in the world great britain he didn't want to see that happen not that he was predicting he was going to immediately get there but that's what he wanted to guard against so that we could go back to normal capitalism hey, hey liz well, i gotta rope it back in man this has zero to do with ai if you could just kind of wrap it does. it up no it does no it, it does. doesn't it doesn't man and if, if you yes, can't find listen, a, a way- listen, it's just like every other technology when teddy you mentioned that you mentioned the agencies teddy roosevelt said we better get the corporations to control themselves. So this was never about regulation. He deliberately put CEOs of oil companies and CEOs of banks into those agencies. They have always been a friend. It's always been a mask to pretend that we're actually doing regulation. We're not doing regulation. Just read what the Biden administration, who believe it or not, of all uh, this the This isn't Apple- my Bible, dude. I don't I don't worship regulation the way you do, okay? It's just, I don't it's wor- just a, not my jam, man. I don't man. worship regulation. I hate regulation. You, you seem to. You seem to. I'm no, getting that perception no. from you. Like no, what I'm Can I make the final point? AI is no yes. different than any other technology. And corporations are a privilege that we allow because it helps society. AI is not going to be like that anymore. The corporations are like that now. It won't be something that we control. It's going to be something that the that the people like George Soros and the people on the on the right and the Bill Gateses they're going to have AI to make sure that we're nothing but slaves. And that's what they have in mind. And let me say this: the current crop of billionaires are nothing like Hamilton and Washington and the Federalists. Okay, they didn't you, you've it. got ten seconds, man. Stick it, and then and then we got to move on. Okay. Technology right. is used by the capitalists, and AI ain't going to be any different any more than look at big tech. Oh, we're going to have freedom on the internet and talk to our friends and have all the power. Yeah, it's going to work out the same way with AI. It's going to come back on. Okay, okay. I hear what you're saying, right. man. Uh, all right. I, know, I, I understand your point now, but here's the thing: <laughs> is that 
my point is that we're not going to be able to control little baby computer guy. But the capitalists are not going to be able to keep a leash on AI for very long. I don't think. Well, I mean, capitalists are generating the money to sustain the research for AI. And, you know, unless anybody here is an AI generator or someone who's a technologist who sponsors a company that manufactures AI, is anyone here one of those folks? Does anyone here manufacture AI technology for a living in a responsible way for money? <laughs> my butt bet. I'll bet my ass. It's no. <laughs> okay. Sheila, precisely <laughs> zero. Precisely zero of the, of the attendees in this room actually manufacture or make this technology. Okay. Precisely zero of them have invested their own cash, have gone to see get the the C and D roundings, fund roundings. Okay. No, nobody has done this work. work. Nobody has done this work. Okay. Uh, I threw some cash at it. I threw some cash at it. <laughs> well, you you threw cash at the product. Yeah. Okay. Did. You did not throw <laughs> cash at the development, the marketing, the the uh, the mistakes. That's where, it goes. That's where the cash goes. Okay, and and that is what it takes to manufacture a thing that goes for sale or gets to you, getting it to you in the marketplace. Oh, you're about the All right, and that that's capitalism. I'm not gonna fight that because that's how good things have come to me my entire life all right some bad crappy products as well that we can you know laugh about you know and then the ones that are subsidized uh, by, yeah. by the government kind of kind of will be also of subjective quality Blech. you know and then there's the dod uh renditions of things that have come to the marketplace like this was first put out by darpa and, you know, maybe DARPA's version is, like, kind of core and basic, super basic. You're like, I'm not interested in that. But then somebody takes, like, the basic thing, and they're like, well, I'll just do whatever I want with it. And it oh, my God, it's, it's great. It's, like, super great. It's like when people did things with the Internet. The Internet was, was a DARPA product, and people, nobody was like, I can't use this. But then somebody worked on it, and it became a thing that everybody uses. Go ahead. Capitalism has not allowed for things like modular cell phones. You know what I mean? Um, our automobile it industry. It has allowed. Do you have a cell phone? A, not a modular one. Oh. Well, I mean, there's still cell phones. I mean. And I mean, I could spend a lot of time, you know, just. Why are there so many leftists on this and... network? Well, it's like there's know, no other intellectual, like, investment. It's like, you know, people think they're, like, super cool or, like, they've invented a new religion if they accept leftism as polity. I, you I know, I, I don't know why everybody's so invested in this on this network. Well, uh, it's part of being uh, part of a network of living beings on the face of the planet and being attached to kind of all things in that way, you know, and enjoying clean water, clean air, clean food, you know. I don't think it comes from socialism, dude. Clean water does well, not come not from socialism. socialism. No, you're Go right. look at the CCP. Yeah, my, they have the my, my dirtiest left, regime on the planet. My, my lefty tendencies don't come from adopting somebody's like uh, ideology. It comes from my my nervous system, from my brain. It's just like it's just who I am, you know. And then it happens to be that like these people tend to agree with me on some things, and so I I would certainly label myself as a lefty. I have a fully functional right hemisphere. Um, hair spirals to the left. I'm left-handed. 
So mm-hmm. I'm just one of those guys. Like I'm a real lefty. There's a lot of shit libs and a lot of, uh, but we're, we're getting distracted from AI here, which is the point. <laughs> we really are. I mean, I appreciate you a lot. Just kind of self-steering on that one. Yeah. And then Joshua uh, wants to come back and talk. So, so, uh, so make, make your point, sir. Make your point. Yeah, I was just, just to land it. Um, I was wondering how long you think. Uh, I was wondering, for example, if you had experienced the um, Google Translate issue they had, where you can type in the same letter over and over and over, and you would spit out Bible verses. Huh? I've never heard of that. Do you have an article oh, on that? My God. Um, yes, I will post an article to that, and you can go to Joshua real, real quick. Okay, yeah, post it in the in the comments section where, where everybody's chatting. That would be really yeah. great. Thank you, Brady. Thank you for joining us. I mean, you're a valuable yeah. person. Thank you. Likewise. I'll come back and read it to you. Yeah. Good call. Thanks. Come on, Josh. <laughs> you're always invited, Josh. All right, go ahead. Sarcasm? Are you being snarky? No, no. I mean, I'm totally. No, I'm not. Actually, you're right. always invited. Well, let's talk about like you know. So this lefty socialism communism thing, right? Like, I, uh, you know, I've fought for a lot of causes over the last few years that I probably would have never been involved in if I hadn't have been underemployed or unemployable. Um, so let's just say that. Um, and oh, okay. I assume, and a lot of those causes have been for marginalized populations and, you know, from my perspective, at least the future of generations here that do not come from robots, sperm and or babies or whatever. I don't. Okay. Um, I mean, like fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. But, you know, and, you know, I, so I agreed with the, the other two callers to some extent in regards to capitalism. And what it does or does not do for us regarding how we develop these tools, who have power of these tools, and whether or not they are beneficial to the entirety of the population um, and not just those at the very, very top. And I guess, you know, to kind of get around arguing uh, on, on, I guess, duality and identity, like, I want to talk about the issues that face humanity, and humanity is part of a global whole that doesn't just benefit us, also benefits the entire planet. Like, we're all symbiotically connected. Um, and okay. how, how a tool like this could be used by state actors, imperialists, and our government go. is imperialist. The CCP is imperialist. Russia is imperialist. It is for resources. It is for oil. Um, And these types of technologies, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, space exploration, and all of that, are they boring? They can be boring, except for all of the things that we have really developed and now use within the private sector, that the private sector is making most of the profits off of still, came from public investment first, even if it was dark CIA money, it still was money to essentially try and protect ourselves from the evils we create around the world by saying that we're protecting ourselves when we're really creating blowback as much as possible so we get bigger budgets. Um, yeah, none but- of this, this crap we can control. Like, I can't control what the CIA... They are supposed to be a foreign agency. And, you know, I want more accountability for things that they do, but they don't necessarily... They have investment arms, like InQtel that that develop um, not just surveillance yeah, that's the stuff, but, but communications. 
Yeah, that's that's at least it, we know about it, and that's the one that I don't see Incutel on any of the Hollywood movie scripts. I don't I don't see any of them getting credit on the movie scripts. I don't it's stay until the it's end. It's still real, the- though. It's, it's yes, still it is. Real. Um, and I, I that they're supposed to self fund with surveilling the world through through gray market intelligence, which I've always had a problem with. You know, I've always had a problem with our government or foreign government uh, architecture being able to self-fund using uh, the surveillance economy and propelling the surveillance economy for its own ends. They're a self-seeking agency. And I, I don't, you know, I never would have had a bad, I, you know, a bad feeling about the CIA if they hadn't used Americans as like lab rats in the 60s. And then people, you know, they don't have a high value of of actual American people so, because they stab themselves with sociopaths on purpose. Oh, how do you not? How do you not become a sociopathic, narcissistic, war-seeking organization if your first line of recruitment was Nazis after World War II? Like, I mean, your DNA. Uh, like you've, you've organizational got staff, yeah. I mean, they don't. They need to reorganize themselves so that they. I don't. I don't know how to undo that. I wouldn't be. Well, someone I mean, Kennedy had an idea. Okay. Kennedy had an idea. His was to get rid they, of them. They killed him. Yeah, then they killed him. So well. So the, and, and that was, the theory that was, is that that he was killed by by and and this is way far away from AI. But, you know, if if they're trying to make these decisions for domestic Americans, what's available, uh, what's available in terms of, like, controlling the communications around AI and propaganda, uh, weaponization of AI, and then soldiering of AI, which touches on the topic that we, we visited last week, you know, we've got AI babies, we've got AI sex bots, now we've got child AI soldiers, you know, if we've got language models that are like... I'm not expendable. Here's a gun, kid. Win for America. But but look at the connection. (laughs) Look at the connection. I mean, who who is the market for a robot? It's not a well-functioning man. I'm sorry. It's not a balanced man. And if you can get a balanced man to think that that is a connection, then does he really see a connection on the battlefield? No. Is he okay with being in a trailer with a drone strike that then draws people in so he can do another drone strike? Yes. Does he go home and commit suicide 22 times a day? Yes. That's weird. That's not a a good way to live, man. It's just not a good way to live. We got to be more kind to ourselves. We got to go back to our humanity. See, and that's why I have that, that AI show. The, that AI show is so you can call in, complain about artificial intelligence, and say like, "How are we going to be humans in the face of over over technifying uh, the rudiments of what we need and who we are? If we over delegate to AI, then we're going to lose our humanity." And um, so I think we've been going on for a little bit over an hour. It's been a great show, guys. Um, we've heard from Brady and Joshua and Amy and Lance, who all, you know, gave good things to say. Um, you know, some challenging points in there. 
but I think I'm going to wrap it up. Um, is there anybody else different that wants to speak? Brady, I see you're in the queue, but I wanted to give one offer out there to anyone else who would like to speak who has not had the chance to speak. Okay. Uh, they're bucketing out. Guys, come come back next week, next Saturday between, like, say, 12.30 and 2 p.m., and we'll have another show. And uh, and we'll we'll cover the normal stuff like, you know, combat and mass surveillance, all the stuff that, that's, that we really want to get the control issues around. This other stuff is so novel that, you know, we got it off the plate today. Thank God. We don't have to do the show again for a while. <laughs> Thanks for visiting that AI show. We'll see you next week.